Hello and welcome back to the Contiguous Podcast. It's back and there's more than just me here. There's there's two of us. It's me. It's unbelievable. Hello. Wow. <laughs> Edward. Me. Archie Clifford and the PMCL Orchestra. Hey. That's outstanding. Really, really very good. Yeah, it's what's on the uh, what's on the agenda today. It's on the agenda today, Ed. Um, we're going to look at a, uh, a story from five years ago. All right. This one is a a pretty major major story. Major um, story. Yes, relevant now as ever, um, but not too relevant. We're not willing to talk about anything that's too relevant. No, I think this is uh, hopefully um, not really a political uh, hot issue. We are going to consider things that have been named so that their initialism or acronym is a funny word. Well, not funny, but maybe relevant. But relevant, okay. For example, the British police using a computer system named Holmes. Yeah, I mean, I've got some opinions on it, but I'll... um... We'll save them for later. Yeah. First of all, Ed, we're going to talk about this this, this, this hot story from uh, five years ago. HMV went into administration. That's, that's hot off the press. Hot off the press. Extra, extra. 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 <laughs> HMV going to administration. Get your copies here. Yeah, yeah. Contiguous Gazette. Don't put ideas into my head, Ed. I'm sure all our listeners would appreciate a little Gazette just to, just to go along with the audio they enjoy yeah. every, every time we give them an audio. Well, so instead of like it being like a hastily drawn image on a, a bit of notepad paper, we could design like a contiguous gazette front page and put that as like the image for the episode. Wow. Wouldn't that that'd be cool actually, I like that idea. That's a good idea. See? And we, we spent like half an hour talking about logos the other time. It wasn't that thing, no. And then we can keep saying like this idea's Hot off the press. Hot off, you just keep using it. It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's the new contiguous catchphrase. Hot off the press. Hot off. That's going to be our like Twitter bio. Hot off the press. Hot off the press. It's the contiguous gazette. Black, black. That is, <laughs> that is heat and press in a soundbite. So yeah, Ed, what do you, what do you like think about iron. HMV? <laughs> <laughs> like hot iron. Hot yeah. iron. That's my hot iron, hot iron sounds like. No creases on that shirt. Whoa. Looking fresh. <laughs> hot off the press. Cloud of, of steam. Cloud of, it gives you an entrance when you go to your event. You're like, yeah. I've got this, this new shirt and I'm feeling all fine. And then as you go through the door, cloud of steam. Contigu- you just look super, super cool. live show. Huge iron goes across the stage. And a huge shirt is there. It's all creased up. And then the, the iron goes over the shirt. Let's let's steam. The steam begins to clear. We're there. Shirt uncreased. Wow. So, um, Ed, you got any thoughts about HMB going into administration? Uh, I thought it was sad. I thought it was sad to see a uh, a well-run high street business mm-hmm. going out of action. There's nothing I like to see more than a a well-run business staying in action. Staying in action, absolutely, yeah. and, and benefiting everyone involved. And, and also gathering a, a tidy profit with which to pay employees and bolster the economy. Nice. Yeah. Well, so I thought it was a sad one. I think 
I think you can, you can look at this from multiple angles. I think good news for the, the independent record stores that are, you know, they want to get more customers. You know, maybe there are people who still want to buy records or CDs or something. Yeah, but they head off to this independent. I have a question for you, Alex. Yes. Why is it that these independent record stores aren't independent record chains? Why, why have they not run their business efficiently enough as to spread out and generate more profitability? As far as I'm concerned, these are disgraces to uh, the record, uh, the, the, the record business, and um, that's, that's what I have to say on the matter. Right. Um, so we'll just ignore that then. Well, what well, about people who don't want to buy records and CDs anymore, Ed? Because there is something called the internet, where all the songs are, and we can listen to them there. Yeah, but what you're just subverting good old-fashioned high street chains, Alex. Well, you know, you might as well call. Spotify High Street chain, but it's not just the high, high street. street is the high speed, the internet, internet traffic the band road, width. the band, the band <laughs> ride road. Well, no, I, I disagree. That's because yeah. ultimately, that's a metaphor, and the actual high street is in the middle of most towns across Britain, and it has an HMV, or it used to have an HMV before they went to administration, and now probably has an HMV again because they're out of administration. Everything's fine, and I'm pleased for them. Yes. Do, do you know why everything's fine, Ed? Because of a well-run, profitable business. <laughs> That's one, one, one way I think about it. Another is that they have just stolen the appeal. Well, not the appeal. There's still appeal in independent record stores. But they took a leaf out of the cover of the poorly run independent record store in that people still have nostalgia for old things. Records coming back. Right. And also they like things rather than the internet. Like, yeah, solid objects. I pose questions to our audience. Would you rather listen to the contiguous podcast on vinyl? <laughs> we'll, leave a, we'll leave a space for them to answer. Yeah, uh, right about here. Thank you very much for your comments. That was a, that was a really good one, actually, especially you over there. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that one. Oh, that was a goodie. Well, well done. Very well argued. I'm nearly convinced. Nearly. I mean... I'm not sure, sure I'm not sure I'm ready for that much nuance in my uh, my opinion on the matter. Yeah. So so not so well thought through. So oh, it's just like we will have to deeply consider whether or not to put ourselves on vinyl now. <laughs> Thanks to that very intelligent comment. Very incredibly intelligent. I have a poster um, in my room. Do you? From HMV World Map because you know HMV do posters. They do. But it's not the World Map I wanted to achieve originally. Originally I had my eyes on a different world map design, mm -hmm. which while looked similarly antiquated, it looked cooler. The sea was blue, that was nice. But um, my, the one I had to settle for because it's out of stock, probably because it's so good. such a good design. The sea isn't blue, and it's just a sort of bland beige old map. But it's not even like an old map though, is it? Because it's, it's like a poster print. You don't even get the sort of the feel of the old paper. No, the parchment. That's uh, so what yeah, I mean to say is I... The impressive cartographer. I was thoroughly disappointed by one of my purchases. Intricately but it's the only, illuminated. It's the only piece, poster I have. And, um... Well, it's okay. It's fine. It's not great. Uh, it'll do. Have I have I actually used it to to observe the world, Alex? If I'm honest, no. No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Um, is that down to design, though? Probably not. Was my decision to buy a world map therefore flawed? Yes, yes it was, and I don't know why I did it, but I did. I thought spruce up the room. 
Let's throw up a world map. Does it improve the look of your room? I think it fills a space in a wall with something vaguely interesting. Yeah, it's a bit like my poster. It just makes my wall look a bit like a magazine. It's just better than a wall, isn't it? it yeah, it's so slightly better than a wall. Take it's, that. It's not incredible, but... It's fine, it'll do. It'll do. I actually do have some CDs from HMV, and occasionally I'll, I'll pop them in my, my disk drive, and I'll click play, and I'll get the little booklet out the CD box, and I'll just read along with the lyrics and look at the pretty pictures. I you know actually, I've only ever bought... That's an enjoyable experience. Ed. I've only ever bought one CD in my life, and actually... It was like a deluxe CD, so it came with a DVD. Oh. And even though it's it's a CD from my favourite band, I still have not watched that DVD to this day. I'm not actually even sure where the CD's gotten to. It's just, it's somewhere. Don't know where. Um, it's kind of annoying, but ultimately, um, I bought that from an online retailer. Um, could, would, would I have been in the same situation had I bought it from a well-run... <laughs> High street, street business. business. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I wouldn't because maybe the the, the personal interaction between myself and the um, vendor the uh, might clerk. you know attach different feelings and memories to the object that I'd purchased, and um, and maybe maybe I'd have remembered where where the object was as, as a result. I mean, I'm not I'm not claiming to have any knowledge on on that, but it sort of uh -huh. seems to vaguely make sense. Maybe. Right, I'm going to quickly look at my things and think, which of them do I use more? Because I didn't buy them from an online retailer. Actually, the CD I did get from HMV, I got from HMV Online, so... Well, that is... Oof. You know, That's a contradiction. It's <laughs> not a contradiction. That is a contradiction. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What if... Okay, make, make the debate here. Form the argument. Right. So, you can buy... A digital thing from an online retailer, yeah. a physical thing from an online retailer, yeah. a physical thing from a physical retailer. Yeah. What about a digital thing from a physical retailer? Well, yeah. if you went into HMV and bought an app for your phone, you can do that. You can you can go would that improve. You can go to game your association with the thing. You can go to game and you can pick up a piece of paper that says this is a code which gives you 25 PlayStation money and then you pay for the code and then you wander home. Do you buy all your PlayStation money from game in person, Ed? I can't say I, I do. I, I can't remember the last time I bought PlayStation money. Although actually, there, there, there you go. The last time I bought PlayStation money was probably from a shop rather than online. Is that because I... Um, I'm not that affluent, maybe. I don't know. It's also quite good for uh, gift cards. You slip a Amazon voucher, Spotify voucher, right? PlayStation voucher, gift card. Where, where does that stand? Where does gifts? Where do gifts come into this? Now, gift cards, Ed. Places like Next and W H Smith, they'll make their money by getting you to buy a twenty pound gift card, and then you go in and buy something for fifteen pounds because you want to use the money you've got. But you don't then like spend another seven pounds to get rid of the five pounds because then you'll be actually spending two pounds. You don't want to do that. You want to get everything for free effectively for yourself. Mm. And then there's a lot of money to be had in the amount of money left on a gift card when someone's used some of it or um, when someone just completely forgets to spend their gift card and 20 pounds for free goes to the, I'm the not sure that high street store you love so much. I'm not sure. I think when you give someone cash, you tell them... I don't understand you or what you like. I haven't put any thought into this. 
here's some money, I don't know, okay. And then when you buy a gift, you take the risk of buying them something they don't like. Uh -huh. So the gift card operates in this middle ground where you have put some thought in, but there's less risk. Yeah, yeah, there's very little risk. That, well, minimal risk, yes. That they'll buy something they don't like. So maybe actually there's something to be said for gift cards. Perhaps there is. What do you think about that, Alex? I would quickly like to say that if anyone is listening to this who has ever or will ever buy me a gift, I appreciate the thoughts you put in. <laughs> uh, if you give me a gift card, I am not going to look at you and then walk away and in my heart feel a burning hatred because you have used an inefficient, you know, thing. I'm going to use that gift card to the best of my ability because you have, you know, you put the thought, there's some thought in everything. That's true. I mean, yeah, I mean, just for the record. Everything is appreciated. My old relatives who do give me money, thanks yeah. for the money. It's very kind. Um, it's still kind to give a gift, but when you want to attach that thought to it, buy an object or, 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 or like I say, occupy the middle ground. And I think also there's, there's another bit of responsibility. If you're given money, you know, that's just about the best gift you can receive. Mm. And then, you know, the, the responsibility is on you. You've got to go and use that money wisely and then make sure that the person who gave you that money knows you spent it well. You've got to tell them what you bought and how much you enjoyed it. Maybe, I think. Maybe actually the, the thought that goes into giving a gift um, as... Uh, when it comes to giving the gift of money, uh, is actually a uh, it's dependent on the amount of money you give. If you give someone ten pounds, sort of average gift mm -hmm. buying price, and there's some oh, a cheap skate, and that's <laughs> and that, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope I'm not. Um, but um, then 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 um, you know that money is probably better spent on a gift, you know, because that's sort of like. But if but if it get, if, if you're getting towards like a hundred pounds, say. The thought in that is you could do with some money. It's not yeah. go buy yourself a gift. It's here's the gift of money yeah. that I know you or, need and have thought about. I have thought about it and I trust you to take this £100 and wisely spend it. So I, I think it's just a big whopping compliment when you're given a hefty sum of money. Responsibility. And also, I, I think also at any amount of money it takes, you know, there is definitely thought gone into it. Because the default is buy a gift, probably, I'd say. But and then you know you gotta the thought is do I trust this person enough to wisely spend money that I'm just gonna freely give them? Yeah, and, not by know. like a one of those popcorn machines. Yeah. From Argos. Mm -hmm. Or like. Uh, never bought one of them. But. Well, I've never bought one of those either because I responsibly spend money. But mm -hmm. um, there are, there are those kind of objects. You know, can can um was a candy floss machine. Don't don't buy those. Okay. All right. I don't know. If you if you have a hundred pounds, you know, buy, buy, don't don't buy don't buy a popcorn machine, yeah, or a candy floss machine. Any yes. sort of fair ground, <laughs> any kind of food fair ground food production yeah. contraption. I'm just not sure it. it's the best way to go, personally. But I mean that's my advice. My advice to the listener: don't don't buy a popcorn machine if you're given a hundred pounds gift yeah. and you want to come across as respectable under those conditions. Yeah, I'd yeah. say pretty good advice. If you really want one, save up for it. Don't don't. When your grandma gives you a hundred pounds, and you buy and you buy a popcorn machine, she says, "Oh, what did you spend the money on?" And you say, oh, "I bought a popcorn machine." <laughs> <laughs> your, your nanny's not going to like you terribly much, I don't feel. No, I don't think. 
granny will be very pleased when uh... yeah unless of course you know she knows you really want that popcorn machine and she says alright here you go Alex here's money towards that that popcorn machine which for whatever reason you want I think that's different but um but there you go I'm not sure where I'm going with this Alex right make sure your gran <laughs> is definitely okay with you buying a popcorn machine yeah is where we've got to yeah maybe ask for permission yeah can I buy a popcorn machine with this? Mm-hmm. And she'd be like, oh, why did you just spend it on car insurance? And then you realise that she should have just bought you car insurance in the first place. Yeah, that'd be good. Although maybe that's another thing, I don't know. Maybe at one point, you as the gift giver, you know, we, we, we're getting to the point of our lives, Ed, where we're going to have to start giving gifts. Or, you know, we have started giving gifts. Because I, for one, you know, I didn't have to give a gift to anyone until I was about... 14. 17. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it just just never happened. I don't know. I think I started. Off, I might have, you know, as I can't remember which year of Christmas it was, but it was a year when I started giving gifts for Christmas mm. only to my close family, though, like nothing. Yeah, I don't think like, I, maybe two or three years ago we decided that we were gonna do. We would like be given money to buy presents for our siblings. Yeah. That's how it worked in my family. But like, we've, I've never bought my parents anything. We just we're getting into the world then of having to think about growing up you know what it how a person views a gift that they have been given and how we should feel about giving certain gifts to other people oh it's crazy emotional coming of age podcast yeah (laughs) oh (laughs) right um so what was next on the agenda alex uh yeah the only other thing to talk about is the uh the acronyms that spell out something appropriate i find them annoying i find them obnoxious I dislike the medics. I've, I, I really hate it when you when you try to be taken seriously as an organisation, and then you use like five different synonyms for very, to make it so to spell out what you want it to spell out, and it's something it's normally something flippant but relevant, and I hate it. Yes, and it's only just about relevant because very clearly they were pining for the, uh, they were they were going for. This, this fancy word that they got in their heads. And yeah, like, I know. Ooh, it's can, like they, they, thought, they thought of the, the acronym first and then thought of the words that comprise the acronym. Yeah. And it's annoying. I just... I, it I, and it's always for machines and robots. Yes. Almost exclusively. Well, look, we're the... We're the, um, the, the classical novel printer guys. And look at... Look at oh, look at our, um, our machine. It's called... It's called Dickens, which stands for, darn it, I can, I, I can kitchen enigma novels. And, 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 and then they pass it off. It's like, yeah, it's, it's called darn it, I, I can kitchen enigma novels. That's our machine. It, does, it, may, it helps us make our, print off our classical novels. What the heck? Yep. It's called Dickens. Isn't that, isn't that relevant? And we can, we can all have a little chortle about that. You're <laughs> flipping awful. Why can't it be called the the you know the the novel printer the novel printer three thousand like the mark or no not even the novel, novel printer three thousand the novel printer mark mark i i b you know because you know because that that implies a sort of a level of serialization that I, I sort of enjoy mm-hmm. um, I don't there's just, just something sort of like inherently five hundred irritating about about it all like um like if we look at the homes example let me look at the homes example because once again they're just pushing it <laughs> they're pushing their luck 
We've gone from emotional coming of age to extremely childish podcast. This isn't childish. Oh, here it is. Home office large major inquiry system. It is an information technology system okay. that is predominantly used by UK police forces for the investigation of major incidents such as serial murders and high-value frauds. Okay, Ed, would you like to reread out what it stands for? Home Office Large Major Inquiry System. Well, you see, if it were just the Home Office Inquiry System, it would say HOSE, and that is a quite an inappropriate name <laughs> no, but, for a computer. No, but that's the point, though. The, what, this is for the police, and they call it the Home Office. Now, obviously, the police come under the umbrella of the Home Office. However, they're still not the Home Office. This is for major police inquiries. So they've okay. only done home office in order to comply with this ridiculous an acronym. Again, if they were the police, it would be the PES or PES, which is Pro Evolution Soccer. It's already been taken. No, you, could, you know, you could, you could, or you could have um, the BPES, the British Police Inquiry System, or perhaps the NPES, the National Police Inquiry System. Oh, that's relevant, isn't it? Isn't that? It's a, it's a nationwide computer system for cataloging. Major incidents. Well, doesn't, doesn't that sound appropriate? The National Police Inquiry System. That, that makes sense, Alex. That works. <laughs> and it's not covered with this, this absolute rubbish. This absolute drivel. <laughs> trying to all look, all look, it's a little nod to Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's famous work. I, I feel like you've assumed a very definitive position on this issue, Ed. Oh, it's, been, it's been wearing and away at me for a while, and I've, I've I'm finally sure. got a. <laughs> Place to vent, <laughs> um, and I've gone for it. I've really, I've gone and done it, Alex. Hot off the press, the police have a stupid name for one of their computers. Oh my gosh! I've got this, uh, this, 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 this paperwork from the uh, the podcast management management company, and um, I've been looking through it. We've still got a few minutes left in the booth, Ed. So, um, you know, I think we've pr pretty much finished off um, that the agenda. particular. Yes, the the agenda, and um, so I thought maybe we'd talk about the measurement of time. Right. For instance, when I stay up far too late, one o'clock in the morning, yeah, and I say to someone, "See you tomorrow," I very clearly mean I am going to sleep, and I'm going to wake up on the same calendar day it is as 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 it is currently, yeah, and I'm going to see you then. Yeah. I do not mean that the next time the calendar changes, <laughs> we'll see each other that day. Yeah. What is that with the calendar, Ed? The calendar, I think it was designed at a time when people would go to bed at dusk. Very clearly. And wake up at dawn. And therefore they didn't have the problem that us modern teenagers have. Um, uh, where we do often stay up quite rather late. And, and then we find ourselves caught in this sort of, this, this limbo of, of, uh, of, defin of definitions. Um, which mean that technically we already have, if, if you see them tomorrow, you're talking about, quite far in advance now, um, when actually all you mean is maybe in 10 hours or so, you know, you've had like, say, eight hours sleep, same at breakfast or just after breakfast or something. Um, so that's what, I, that's what I maybe I'd attribute it to. Um, maybe, but maybe the English language, we should adapt, we should develop a new term for the time after we wake up. See you after dawn. Maybe. That could, that, would, would that fulfill the, the criteria that this new phrase would need? Yeah, and I, I think, you know, if you're staying up until 8 o'clock in the morning and the sun has come up, you know, dawn has passed, and then you go to bed, you can, you can legitimately say to someone, 
I will see you later today because you've stayed up far too late. You've stayed up far too late. And you probably need to go see the doctor about your insomnia problem. Um, yes. Because you have one. <laughs> right. Uh, that or you've been partying all night uh, to, a, to a ridiculous extent. Um, and then, I don't know about seeing a doctor, but maybe see yourself and take a long, hard look at yourself in the mirror and yeah. consider your, um, your drunken revelry uh, and what you've been up to. That, that, that has meant that you're up till eight in the morning. That's, that's, that's when you get up. That's the get up time. So that's, that's what I'd have to say on that. I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you think, Alex? All those things. Make sure you uh, give yourself a good hard look in the mirror yeah. if you're staying up till that early for no good reason. And I think, yeah, maybe maybe see you after dawn. Oh, we're not saying there, is, there might not be a good reason. There could be like... Yeah, exactly. You, your wife could be in labour. You Indeed. could be that wife. You could be the lady giving labour. Yes. That's fine. That's feel free. Mothers, feel free to give birth. Uh, you know, just, just be aware that you won't be able to use the phrase see you after dawn. And I think that's the least of your concerns. That is very, very low on your list of concerns. When you and or your wife are in labour. Yes. But, but otherwise, get a good night, sleep, get to bed early. Yeah. Get and to bed. Um, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see you after dawn. <laughs> and, you know, in the best possible situation, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. We're going to get to bed at a good time, before midnight. Yeah. And we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow, yeah. Night, night. Hugs and kisses. Good night. Lots of love. <laughs> See you after dawn. See you after dawn.